Hey, Yetta, is our house a zero? It certainly isn't. It's at least a 10 out of 10. I know it is beautiful. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. And today we have a special guest. It's not just my sidekick, Ken Decker. It's also Steve and Kevin from Watercolor. And so we're super excited to have them here because this is a topic that we didn't even know that much about. We knew some, but not enough. And so you get to have a sneak peek into understanding this whole concept of net zero. And we're excited because we're going to get to share tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. Today, we're going to consider what is, how, like, why do we want a net zero home? Like, what is it? And why is it the home of the future? Mm -hmm. So, we're going to turn real quick to the experts in the room. Right. So, Kevin, I think, has the definition for this. What is a net zero home or a net zero ready home? Well, in the simplest terms, it is a symbol of quality and excellence around the construction, the design, the construction, the testing, and the certification of the home for how it's going to live, how it's going to uh, be livable and comfortable. Okay. And the net zero, because, you know, we usually think of a five-star rating or gold status or platinum status. Or 10 out of 10. But zero, why zero? Well, the zero really speaks to the efficiency of the home, the amount of energy that that home is ultimately going to consume, not just in your comfort, but in your living. So the idea behind a net zero ready is that you have a home that has the potential of generating as much energy as you will use in an entire year. So over the balance of a year, you get to zero. So including like... Not just heating and cooling of the house, but electricity, lights, cooking, watching TV. All of my electrical needs are supplied or could be like I produce as much electricity with the solar panels as I use for my family in a whole year. A hundred percent correct. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. So why are we, why are we heading towards net zero homes? I'm going to take that one. Um, the, and it's not only because you're super passionate about it. <laughs> no. Uh, but that's part of it. It is part of it. But I, I'm like most people. Literally five years ago, I didn't know anything about this subject. And I was led, I think, to create this unique one-of-a-kind community in Westport, Ontario, mm-hmm. where we own some land. And we were trying to build a pedestrian-focused, walkable community because the village of Westport is over 200 years old. And we were focused on creating watercolor Westport. Uh, It's called that because we're sandwiched between these two lakes and they're going to be bright Newfoundland colored, Mm -hmm. colorful homes. So watercolor Westport. 
But then when I learned about building net zero ready homes, I got also really excited because as one of our consultants wrote in 1972 in Popular Science, our American friend Al Trellis wrote, the electrification of cars and homes is the only thing that is going to save this planet. So way back in 1972, they were using heat pumps. Heat pumps have been around a hundred years, really. It's just an air conditioner running in mm -hmm. reverse. Mm -hmm. So this idea of getting to net zero, a house that uses zero energy by virtue of all these upgraded, proven technologies, I felt was really important because I believe in the creation mandate that we are to care for the earth. So I think this is a really big deal because you're either going to build a net zero ready home, ready for solar panels, or 99.9% .9 of the new homes being built today are being built obsolete. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So if we can build, and I, and I think I saw one on one of your uh, slides on your video, where the actual consumption of energy of a home was going down in halves. Like From 1970 to 1990 and, and then yes. to 2020. And then the thought is that it's going to be half again by 2030 or 2035. Right. Which is incredible. So, so why not build all homes like that? Agreed. Why not? <laughs> Great we answer, are Kevin. absolutely desiring to encourage both consumers to ask for it and builders to build it. There is absolutely no reason. It's all proven technology. This is not new. Canada has been a leader in building science for 50 years, mm -hmm. looking at how do we build better homes. And better doesn't mean you have to give up anything. You actually gain. And that's the beautiful part of it. And we'll, you know, we can pull that apart. But the really great part of the uh, storyline is that, as you say, not only are you getting more cost-effective living, but you're getting the gain of living in a more comfortable home. Right. Now, it must cost more to build a house that is super efficient. Um, and from watching your video again, I saw that a lot of the efficiency comes from sealing the enclosure and and increasing insulation so you don't have as much leakage out of your home. And on our average price of our homes, uh, we're building homes from $599, bungalow semis, about a 1,000 square feet. The cost is almost, you might say, negligible. And okay. you think, why aren't our, all builders building this way? Yeah. And it's really just a mindset is once you have the resolve and you realize what's at stake, I think many more builders will come around instead of waiting to be mandated legislatively to 2035. They'll recognize the brilliance of this is it's a better homeowner experience, a better quality of life for not that much more money. And we just evolved into it on account of we didn't have natural gas. We kind of stumbled and bumbled and fumbled our way into it okay. because we had to have a much better building enclosure anyways. So that's why for us being uh, on electric heat or in our case, heat pumps, mm -hmm. it wasn't really that much more. Yeah. And so that's a good question because most people, as we help people buy and sell homes, many times if it has electric heat, People shy away from it. They, they run they go, for the no, hills. No, I, I, okay. I want gas yeah. heat. And if that's not available, then maybe propane, even though that's a little more expensive. But 
heat pumps are an interesting thing. Now, I think heat pumps have come a ways because we had a heat pump in our three houses ago, right? Yeah. So what was that? 30, 19, well, about 1987, we installed a heat pump and it was horrific. But the bottom line is we also didn't have the enclosure to support the heat pump. And that was an incredible learning I got from watching your video. It's not the heat pump in a conventional house won't really help us that much. Mm -hmm. I think that's very wise. What's interesting is that technology has advanced so much mm -hmm. that in that an Anarcan, Natural Resources Canada, did a study across the country. So all climate zones, all housing types from existing houses to new houses to net zero ready houses and mm -hmm. said in 2020, even at the energy prices in 2020, which we know have mm -hmm. gone up a lot, a lot, even though even in 2020, Anarcan said that we'd crossed the tipping point where an electric air source heat pump, so a cold climate air source heat pump, what had crossed that threshold got crossed in 2020. And that was, as you say, Yetta, it's before we saw the escalation mm -hmm. in the fossil fuel prices. Okay. Okay. So that's amazing. That's pheno phenomenal. So, so it used to be that going green used to cost you extra dollars. The question is, is the future greener for you? And we're grateful to be your partners moving forward toward, towards wealth, wisdom, and worth. Yet I would just need to keep the heat lower. Our gas bill is crazy. Do you hear me shaking my head? There is no way we're going to do that because I don't like being cold. We're excited that we've been able to create for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, insight information about real estate, as well as how to make the most out of your home. And this show is in particularly interesting around that because we're talking about net zero homes. And the great news is you can get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. So if you haven't got our YouTube channel yet and not subscribing, you're missing out. And on this one, you'll be able to also go to Steve and Kevin's YouTube channel to check it out, which is pretty mm -hmm. incredible. Um, so what we're going to explore this time is why. If I'm thinking of making a move, why would I want to potentially move to a home that's either net zero or net zero ready? Mm -hmm. Why not just get a conventional house like everyone else? Yeah, especially if you're thinking, oh, I want to buy a new build home. Because a lot of people love the, the, the sense of moving into a brand new home. So what makes a net zero ready home a better home? Not just energy efficiency, but what makes it better? Well, I think one of the easiest ways to answer that question is we ask people, have you ever been in a car with heated seats? And sometimes they'll say yes. Mm -hmm. And then we ask, have you ever been in a car with a heated steering wheel? And if they have, and they say yes to that one, mm -hmm. we often say, well, that's kind of what a new home experience could be like. It's a different quality of life. It's just a better driving experience in the car. Mm -hmm. And in the home, it's a better living experience because the air is fresher. Uh, the houses last longer. They're more durable. But it's that quality of life that with these triple pane windows, you can sit beside a beautiful, large outdoor window. And because of the triple pane, it's double insulated. And because of the low solar heat gain coefficient in the window, mm -hmm. you don't feel drafts. And to sit next to a window in the summer and not feel the heat or sit next to a window and look outside and enjoy the beautiful natural atmosphere of outdoors. It's just 
fabulous. And there's so many subtle little things like that that add to the customer experience of it being a better quality of life. Is the air fresher in the house? Is that part of the, like, cause when you're saying like it's better quality of life, I want to know what are the real goods? Like, what is it? Well, I'll let Kevin take that one. Well, yeah, 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 you're right. How often do you want to breathe fresh air? Right, <laughs> exactly. Continuously all the time. Yeah. And that is exactly, that is one of the specifications. That's one of the benefits of a net zero home is because all of a sudden you're controlling your environment. You're controlling the air quality in the home rather than having air coming in and out of holes in your house that you don't even know exist. Right. And so, that's, that is one of the best benefits, I think, for any of us. And the proof uh, of this, it, it's shown even for people that are sensitive with allergies or other things that they find the, it's just better better quality of air. It's better better living because we control the environment and we're continuously providing high quality fresh air. Hmm. That's fantastic. Now, I, I noticed uh, you have a different kind of ducting system from the normal, you know, if you have forced air, you've got this big return duct and a big duct that sends air to different parts of the room and registers on the floor, usually in front of the window to try and keep the moisture off the window and keep them clear. But you have a different style of ducting system. We do. And it's called smart ducting. And the idea behind this smart features in the home, that's one of them because the air ducts in our homes are up high and they use the ceiling sort of as a plenum in the furnace to blow and circulate that air throughout the home. So it's one of these things that instead of sitting in front of a window and you feel the furnace come on and just this wash of, of warm air or cold air in the summertime if the yeah. air conditioner is on, it's just subtle. It's in the background and you don't even notice it. So along with the treated air being up to two or three times more pure than the outdoor air and fresher and that's why many of the people who move into these homes, their allergies disappear and their asthma disappears. So the smart ducting system just makes it so that it's in the background and you don't even notice. The so I think what on. I'm hearing you say is a quieter house. There's Much a lot less quieter. white noise or gray noise or whatever we call that stuff in the background that's going in. Because I know if we sit in our tranquility room and we just sit there quiet in the mornings while we're praying and spending time with the Lord, as that's happening, if we're both really quiet and think we're listening to God, all of a sudden I can hear my house. Agreed, Yetta. And that's one of the things that because the homes have uh, 0.05 or 0 0.5 air changes per hour, it's about the size of a building or a, a letter. An envelope. An, an envelope. Right. And the average person is living in a home where the amount of air seeping into the home is about the size of a front door. And that's remarkable. That's where all the noise comes in. Whereas our homes also have a thermal blanket around them with styrofoam insulation on the outside. So that mm -hmm. deadens the noise. The triple panes deaden the noise. So one of our homeowners who works with us uh, Thursday and Friday Mona the Brave, I call her. She says the only time she ever hears the construction noise going on around her is when she opens the door. Because <laughs> otherwise she's like, oh, yeah, like she doesn't notice that noise. And that's really, noise. I, I love, love, love that thought because we often will 
discourage and our clients don't want to live in a site where there's still construction going on because it doesn't matter whether the windows are closed or not, uh, whether their doors closed or not, they're living in a construction site audibly the whole time until that construction's done. If it's a three-year project, a three-year build or a four-year to finish out the community, that's what they're living in. So you're saying, as long as I'm not hanging out on my front lawn, because then I'm still going to hear the construction crew, right? But if I'm in my home enjoying the quiet and the peace and I'm having a gathering or I'm spending time quiet, I'm going to actually be able to do that. Yeah. Remarkable and true. Right? Remarkable and true. Yeah. It's quite different. It's a... Until you've experienced it, you would, it's, yeah, it's not something you would expect. No, because the norm is the norm. Change. The norm is the norm. We're used to living in houses that have, you know, in many cases, double pane. We were talking about this earlier, double pane windows. And, and, uh, and there's a lot of air leaks. And it's when you start, when you build a better structure and you seal it properly and you're providing fresh air all the time, you get all these other benefits like okay. noise proof. So, like, my basement's always cool. It's a, most houses I go into, they're a lot cooler than I'd like them to be. Sometimes they feel damp. Sometimes they feel cool. Sometimes musty. I've got a beautiful theater room in my basement and every chair has a blanket on it because I can never keep my basement as warm as the rest of the house. How does your, does your design handle that? It does, because one of the things we learned about in building these net zero ready homes is to insulate under the slab. So we have R12 resistance to heat loss, a factor of 12. So when we go down into our lower level living areas, we don't call them basements. We call them lower level living areas because they have massive big windows uh, to allow natural light into the living area. But also the fact that that under slab insulation that goes up the walls as well, the spray foam, and then into the leakiest place for a builder, into the floor joist cavity, mm-hmm. uh, our walls and our lower level living areas are just so different. In fact, I took Kevin into a, a fellow builder's home recently and we went downstairs and that's the one thing we noticed is the heat loss because below grade, it's you know less than 10 degrees centigrade. And the heat is being lost from our feet when we walked into that lower level. It was so cold. We couldn't stand being in the lower level. Mm. We'd like immediately ran upstairs. <laughs> you don't experience that in our homes. Awesome. So that's a great side benefit. So if you... Yeah. Yeah. So really what we're talking about is when you look at the heat, it's not just about heat loss. It's also about you don't need as much heat to heat the house. Like it's kind of, it's interesting because you're talking about savings and energy conservation from an environment perspective in two different ways. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly right. The, the amount of heat that is, is lost is reduced dramatically because you're controlling the air and you're controlling the heat loss through your windows and your walls. And it's more comfortable because you don't get that stratification. Like most I live in a two-story house and yeah. it's a lot, you know, it, you can notice the temperature differences top to bottom unless you do a lot of things to, yeah. to, okay. uh, you know, to, to try and get that. more air upstairs or less air to the basement and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And that's one of the big differences with the, with the, the energy efficiency and the continuous distribution of mm-hmm. this conditioned air. You have consistent temperatures mm-hmm. in the basement, consistent temperatures in the main level. And mm-hmm. if you have the, 
a loft or a, a two-story upstairs as mm-hmm. well. So that's one of the really nice things about it that you get the cost savings and you get just a more usable home mm-hmm. in all levels. Okay. okay. Well, that's great. So I heard it once. We do not inherit the mm-hmm. earth. We actually steward it mm-hmm. for our children. Mm-hmm. And thanks for growing alongside of us because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for generational legacy. Yet I want a more efficient home, but I love my house. I don't want to move. I got you. Me too. We're excited that for over 30 years now, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, and investing in real estate, really coming alongside you to build your faith, build your fun, build your finances, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside your relationships. So really 30 years of building your home, your life, and even your business. Um, The really cool thing today is we get to discover something, right? We get to discover the... Things that I can do if I live in a house, I love my house, I'm not moving, right? And so others, I'm sure, are listening and thinking the same thing. And so, Kevin and Steve, what can we do? What can people do that can stay in their house but move it toward the net zero? Or can they actually get to net zero? Well, uh, this is the precise reason we hired one of North America's most outstanding energy consultants, a building scientist, Gord Cook. He's come, amazing. Brilliant guy. To come to the Cove in Westport. And we, we recorded him last year. Yeah. And it's entitled Nine Things to Add High Performance to Your Home. And so on our YouTube channel, Watercolor Westport, uh, you can look that up and watch it as you both have done. Yeah. Because it really starts with hiring an energy auditor like our mm-hmm. Stefan Magnron, another one of the experts we have, and his company, HomeSol. So just think you need a home solution so that you can stay in your home. HomeSol, Stefan Magnron. And so how do you spell HomeSol? Let's slow it H-O-M-E-S-O-L. And okay. The com- uh, his name's Stefan Magnaron, and it's an incredible investment because if you pay for the energy audit and go through with it, the federal government will reimburse you for the cost of pinpointing those exact nine steps and how to go about them in order of efficiency so that you can stay in your existing home. Mm. That's amazing, right? So the government has a grant. Yes. Which, by the way, they fund out of the carbon taxes, which are going up and up and up because it's forcing us to be more green, more economical. And so that's great. So they'll, they'll give you up to $5,000 for certain renovations and for your, your audit of your home. Yeah. And they also provide a up to $40,000 interest free loan that can be paid back over the ensuing 10 years to retrofit existing homes. Okay. So interest free, when I last checked, is always a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal, right? Use somebody else's money. That sounds pretty incredible. That's $4,000 a year that you pay back. And right now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it may be hard to get. $4,000 worth of savings in energy consumption in a year with your $40,000. But with carbon tax going up significantly year over year over year to 2030, you may see that savings in the future. Yeah, that's a great great, uh, way to capture it, Ken. I think the other thing is your your home is such a big investment. 
you're increasing the value of your asset. And I think what we talked a little bit about mm. this net zero ready, it's it's gonna it's like a symbol of quality and excellence. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in an existing home, you can envision if a buyer wanted to to know about well, what am I buying? What what's the efficiency of this home I'm buying? Now all of a sudden you've taken these steps, and even if the, if they hired an energy advisor to come in and do a quick assessment of this home they're about to buy, they say, oh. Mm-hmm. So they're getting not only are you getting the operational savings, but you're investing in an asset by you know you're increasing the value of your asset by making some of these in, these changes. Well, I think the increase in the asset we wouldn't necessarily see it a lot today yet, but I think as the carbon tax goes up, as people's as the people start to wake up to what's actually happening, and as we get closer to 2035, and all new construction is going to be net zero ready. Once we're moving toward that direction, we're actually going to be devaluing our homes if we're not doing the upgrades. The older homes won't the sell older for homes, as much. They won't sell for as much. So as much as we might, like when clients call me about this stuff today, they have solar panels on the roof, it doesn't really help the value. Like that's the reality. It doesn't today. And I see a trend. It's starting to change. And as these costs keep going... And as people become more conscious and as we're forced, actually, that's the bottom line. As the industry is forcing us, the building code is forcing us, it's going to make a difference. The property values will, you'll start to see a differentiation. Mm -hmm. So I love that, Kevin. Well, thank you for just giving us a chance to share it. And you've just summarized it so well, because that's what this show is all about, is you're informing people so that they can start to take action. It's not, this isn't, you know, people don't have to change their, you know, their world is going to flip overnight, but they can they can take good positive steps towards uh, towards this. So, yeah. well said, really well said. Yeah, and I love I love math, and so what I'm loving is the inverse relationship. Like the cost of heating fuel is going up, but the cost of making your home more efficient is going down, or cost of solar panels is going down. Uh, if you can get a free loan, right? Like an interest-free loan. If you're going to change your windows anyways, why not use that loan to make your house more efficient, put in triple pane, better quality windows and seal your house better, right? So if you were going to, okay, we, we've got just a few seconds left. If you were going to improve your home, because not all of us live in these net zero ready homes, you're going to improve your home. What would be the one thing you would do? Hire an energy auditor immediately. And that's what we're in the process of doing with our home and our cottage is hiring an energy auditor, Stefan Magnaron, HomeSol. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Kevin? What's the one thing you would do? You can't say the same answer. I can't say the same thing. No. Even (laughs) if you want to. You could. But after the audit, what do you think would be the first thing? I think the very first thing I would do in our house uh, is is to improve the air tightness of it. And there is very simple technology to do that right now where they can, uh, they can come in and it's called aero barrier. And I would, that's the main thing I would do. I would improve the air tightness of my home Uh, and for a few thousand dollars, all of a sudden my air quality and my, my uh, cost of energy is going to improve. Fantastic. So you know what you should do then as well. We're honored to be your advocates in the journey of building wealth through real estate and living a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.